Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited for today's show as we actually have four guests on the show. That's right, all four guests from earlier in the week have provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't, we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Janice Hoffman started our week off on Monday with, well, a confession of sorts. Janice, if you would do us a favor and help us illustrate how not following your yes can, can actually undermine your partnership. And what I'd like you to do, if you don't mind, is what was a time when you didn't follow your yes? Maybe, you know, at the time you didn't realize that you had a yes. But now when you look back, you're like, wow, that was really clear. I don't know why I didn't follow that. Tell us about what happened and, and what did it lead you to? Well, I used to be one of those people that was afraid to follow my intuition. And when I was pregnant with my third son and he was born, I knew there was something wrong immediately. Tried to tell the nurses, tried to tell the doctors, cried all the way home, knew there was something wrong with this baby. Went to the doctor every week to two weeks, went to different pediatricians, kept saying, I don't know what's wrong, but there's something wrong. They wouldn't do anything. They said it was me. I needed to have a spa day and relax. Went to a naturopath and he said, I don't know what's wrong with your son, but you need to get someone to listen to you. Went back to the pediatrician and lied and said, I have another pediatrician who's willing to run tests. So either you order some tests today or we're going to say goodbye. 
he ordered the tests and the next day they did an upper and a lower GI and they sent us to a surgeon who wanted to do emergency surgery because my son could die at any minute and they don't know how he lived for four months. And when they untwisted his stomach, which was part of his birth defect, they said that his stomach was twisted in half like a balloon full of water. They said due to the inflammation, probably a week to 10 days, it was like that. And they don't know why it didn't twist enough to cut off his blood supply. So had I not listened to my intuition, there's no way he would have lived. Period. Wow. He would have just died. And we wouldn't have, been known. We wouldn't have known how to save him because we wouldn't have known what was going on in his body. And it would have been too late. So I tell people all the time, you should be afraid not to listen to your intuition because it will never steer you wrong. You know, we're the ones who judge whether or not our intuition is telling us to do something right or wrong or good or bad. Intuition doesn't have a filter. And it will just never steer you wrong. I mean, that's my belief. And so I listen to my intuition all the time whether it's eat at this restaurant or don't hang with this friend, what, what, no matter how subtle it is, it's my guiding light. It's my guidance. It's my compass. It's my everything. So I'm a big proponent of listening to your intuition because it saved my son's life, literally. Yeah, that, that is pretty much as, as strong a story as you can have of why it's valuable yeah. to listen to that yes and that instinct. And, and, and he's he, the most awesome son in the world, I have to say that. That's awesome. And you know what's what's cool about the story is as you know challenging as it is to hear and the struggles you went through is when you were saying the doctors like we have no idea how you know he lived this long what hit me was he lived that long because you were fighting for him and there was that glimmer of of possibility and one of the things, like you said, there's no filter and so on on your intuition or your yes, as I call it. It's, it's, it's like you're going, well, I can base it on my personal experience or I can base it on infinite intelligence. Hmm, who's got a better resource? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They know everything about everything. Whatever that source of information is, it has a way better chance of being accurate than we do. And it's one of the things that, that I find you know, we, we stop at is where it doesn't make sense in the moment. Right. Like, why would I do that? Right. That seems like the weirdest thing to do. And so we dismiss it. When, as, as I love this, this statement, I can't remember where I heard it. It might have been Mike Dooley. And he said, how is none of your business? Just yeah. know what it is and choose it. And yeah. when you've made that decision and you move towards it, the universe goes, oh, there's where you want to go. Well, here, let me work out a map to get you there. Yeah. And these things just keep showing up. It's, it's, I like to say, you know, if you follow a yes, it leads to another yes. Yeah. And that's what gets us where we need to go in life. A whole lot easier than, you know, as you said earlier, trying to be right. <laughs> so we've come yeah. full circle back to what you talked about in the interview. But thank you. That was a fabulous example. But, you know, and, and even if it's just little things like going pulling into a gas station and the guy or the woman pumping gas next to you and you just get a bad feeling and you think, oh, you know, I'll just write it off or, you know, it's just somebody pumping gas next to me. Or or you get on a bus and you get a bad feeling about somebody. Follow, the, follow your instinct. Follow your instinct. I mean, even if you're wrong, so what? So you move to a different, you move to the other side of the bus or you, you know, did something differently. No harm, no foul. But, you know, stay safe. Follow your intuition. It's really, really important, especially for young people. 
Yeah. And something to keep in mind, if you want to try and test your intuition by going, I'm not going to listen to it and see if something happens, pick stuff that isn't life-threatening. Yeah. Pick little stuff like, oh, well, I actually think I want to eat a hamburger, but I'm going to get this, you know, whatever else, salad, because I'm supposed to, and it's opposite of what I'm feeling like having. And then if you're like, that didn't really satisfy me, oh, there you go. But it didn't risk your life to do it. Yeah. So find safe places to play with that if that's how you like to learn, because some people, that's how they they gain that trust. Um, But don't do the life-threatening ones or the ones like, oh, this is my whole career, one way or the other. I think I'll start here. Um, I I speak to that from experience, because I used to try the big stuff thinking that would give me a stronger answer, and that was not a good choice. (laughs) So once again, Janice, thank you again for everything you've shared. You have been amazing. Well, thank you so much, and I hope it was very helpful to your listeners. So, Oh, absolutely. I have no doubt that it is. Great. Reese Thomas joined us on Tuesday and shared with us how he went from not following his yes and actually not really being that happy to following his yes and having the most fulfilling life he could imagine. Check it out. Reese, I would love it if you would help us illustrate how... Well, let's start with this. Let's start with how not following your yes, not following that gut instinct or that intuition that's guiding you, how that can undermine a relationship or a partnership. And what I'd love for you to do is share with us a story of a time when you didn't follow your yes. Maybe maybe you didn't even realize you had one at the time, but now looking back, you're like, man, that was so clear. I remember that guidance and I didn't follow it. Tell us about that time. In um, uh, in my in my 20s when I was uh, developing my my teaching skills and I was working uh, as a as a tennis professional and running a big club I had 15 people working for me and and uh, and I was doing and I was and I was really I was really enjoying um, uh, you know this this you know working with tournament players and this and the sort of like excitement of of the, of the transformation and uh, and and I was drawn to. I had in my gut. I knew that um, that I like to have this, uh, you know, this sort of free, open, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, and working with people that were sort of in the higher levels of of uh, of the of of, of learning uh, and you know higher skill sets. Uh, and and I loved that because it was such a creative process that was easily to easy to see and to and to uh, and to and to transform with and and I really knew that that's what I was being called to. Um, but then there was this other piece of me that believed that making more money was really what uh, a, a person had to do. And um, and at that point. I decided that uh, that I was going to go for the money in my business, and I changed jobs to a position where I was expected to be much more of of, of what I thought I could be, which was this achiever in life, rather than this creative uh, this creative teacher. And uh, and I and I really buckled down and decided this was going to be good. And I and I did end up, you know, making well into six figures. And it was and it did do over the over over uh, about a fifteen year period. I did create a very successful business. But that 
business and those relationships that I was in in that business um, were not my, you know, they did not feed me and it was work. It, you know, life was work and I, I was successful but uh, on the external, on the outside, but not on the inside. So I didn't follow my, my sort of intuition that I, that I had this higher purpose to teach. And, um, and so, and so that led to, uh, that led to, you know, you know, having trouble in my relationships and trouble with my, with my employers, uh, you know, just not, never really feeling understood because I was doing a job that I really wasn't meant to do. And, and I, and what, and I wasn't really called to it. I took it because I was good at it and because I could make good money at it, which are, which are not really the right idea that they're not going to lead to your why they're not going to lead to to this yes inside of you but they they will lead to survival and and security but they will not lead to to a really happy life yeah that that is a great illustration of of the downside of not following your yes so let's flip this around then let's take an experience where you know you had a clear yes not only did you recognize it but you followed it tell us that story well, in the same level, take the same genre. Uh, in my work, uh, I got to, I got into my, uh, into my late thirties. Uh, I had, I'd done all of the things that I could do, very successful at what I was doing, speaking for the tennis industry. I was a, I was second degree black belt in the martial arts. I was, I had done all kinds of things in my life to be the successful person. And, uh, and it just, I felt like there was something big missing. And my guidance told me that, that there was something missing that just I wasn't, you know, as happy as I was with my life uh, and happier than most people I knew. I still wasn't, I still didn't feel like, like there was something, something there. And, and certainly the, the spiritual path is always, uh, it always begins with, with a discontent. Uh, that's all. The, the, you know, the spiritual path always begins with the realization that no matter how good I get at this, I'm never really going to be happy with this, and I don't know what it is that I really want. It wasn't until I went to a four-year energy medicine training uh, that I that I discovered that there was this quality within me, this spiritual uh, teacher, this this you know spiritual guide that I was. And that what I and that I that I was teaching, I'd been honing all my teaching skills for all these years, and and but I was actually able to see people's souls, and I and and all of that intuition that I thought nobody really wants to hear that, nobody would no you know nobody wants to hear these these kinds of crazy dreams I have or these visions that I have of their greatness and of their you know they just want to hit a better backhand. People just want a functional thing to make more money or to, or to be more functional in the world, and and when I woke up to the realization that that the only thing anybody ever wanted to hear from me was were these were these visions that I was this creative vision that I had for them and their lives um, you know and, and I learned in the school that was when I, I had this calling to take this this gift that I had as a teacher and use it in a in a in a real transformative way in people's lives rather than in just a functional way so that they can you know do something better uh, you know today in the, in the world uh, really really get in touch again with their with their deepest nature and that was really truly my gift and my book discover your purpose is really the essence of what I teach. I teach people to have clarity uh, and energy, uh, which comes with the clarity. Once you know who you are, you're much more energized. Like, wow, I love being me. And then with that energy and clarity, you you will then have the courage 
to do the one thing that most people are unable or unwilling to do, which is which is stand up in the world and say, I am different than everyone else. I am unique. And 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 that courage to be who you are uh, is is takes an enormous amount of energy and a sense and a real deeper sense of who you actually are. And when I found out who I was, I had the courage to leave my job, leave my my secure the security of my job and and go forward and uh, and start my own energy medicine school and and you know with nothing you know with no <laughs> no 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 ropes no no net underneath it was just it was just uh, a deep belief and an understanding that this is what I was called to do in my life and by doing that um, it changed it changed everything it changed how I parented how I was in my relationships uh, and so finding that calling following that calling and and living my purpose uh is is the most fulfilling thing i do and and it shows it showed me that uh that i'm not just a teacher and a spiritual teacher and guide in in my job that's just my it's just who i who i enjoy being thanks reese those were such powerful illustrations of what a big payoff there is to following your yes i really appreciate you sharing those with us today yeah, you're welcome. And uh, and just uh, on the on the on the financial side, I'm doing better financially than I ever did in my in my uh, career that was supposed to be financially stable. Awesome, that's cool. On Wednesday, one of my favorite people, Allison Armstrong, came on the show, and she had a very surprising teacher that helped her understand the power of following her yes. Allison, would you do us a favor and help us illustrate how? When we don't follow our yes, we don't follow the, the guidance we have, it, it can undermine a relationship. So what I'm, I'd love to have you do is if you could share a time, maybe it was a time that you didn't even realize it, but when you look back, you had a really clear yes. Your gut was telling you what to do and you still didn't do it. I'm thinking, I don't have very many of those moments. It, it and fewer and fewer in any recent years, I think from working with horses, working with horses has gotten me so much more in my body that those gut feelings aren't mild. They're loud. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're, they're double over. They're uh, not stop. They just stop me. So, um, it's been a really long time since I didn't follow a gut feeling and I, I've gotten to where I'm really sensitive to when someone else is not doing what's right for them. Mm. So that, that kinesthetic sense applied to myself also reaches out in compassion when like I can feel Greg collapsing his space in order to provide for me he doesn't do what's right for him and I can feel him doing it and I'm like don't do it don't do it <laughs> if you had it all your way what would it be if you had it all your way what do you need don't collapse your space speak up for yourself don't you dare provide for me and sacrifice yourself <laughs> so yeah it's something that I'm passionate about because if we're not listening to that there's no one for anybody to partner with. If you don't uh, honor your, yeah, if you don't honor yourself, partnership is impossible. It's like it's like trying to partner with, I don't know, a, 
a spaghetti noodle, a, a sponge, uh, just something squishy, a waterbed. Try to try to get traction on a waterbed. You can't do it. Yeah, no, that, that's that's a really great point because I, I I think a lot of us miss that in our you know our goals of making everybody happy, and like you said, then we sacrifice ourselves. And well, if we're not there, then what's left? Who who are we? In, who who are they going to have a chance to be in partnership? No one. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's. If you can remember that, that when you think you're sacrificing yourself for them, you're actually costing them. Yes. You just cost them their partner. And you. I just lost my partner to where I want to go to dinner. <laughs> I just lost my partner to, he's tired and ready to stop, but, you know, will follow me around downtown Hawaii for another half hour and turn into a grump. That was not worth it. No, that's a really great point. Thank you for that. And thank you for everything you shared with us today. You're welcome. My pleasure. Shelley Pumphrey was on the show Thursday, and she reminds us that sometimes our biology can make it challenging to follow our yes. And there's a way around it. Shelley, I'd like to ask you to help us illustrate how following your yes. Well, actually, let's start here. Let's start with how not following your yes can undermine a partnership. And what I'd like you to do is tell us a quick story about a time when you didn't follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't really even realize you had a yes, but when you look back, you're like, oh, that was so clear. My gut was telling me what to do and I still didn't do it. Tell us about that time. Yeah, I love this question because I think it's uh, such so pertinent to relationships. Um, I can identify several times that I did not follow my yes in a relationship. And uh, just going back to something that I talked about earlier in the show was a relationship where I knew that, um, you know, something was off. And my gut was speaking to me so clearly that this was not the right relationship for me. Yet my desire to connect and maintain the relationship just for the sake of relationship kept me in it. So I let my um, my kind of my biological need to connect and attach overrule what my gut was saying, which was a, a problem. So I stayed in a relationship for a year, just realizing the whole time that I was lying to myself. And then when I finally got the courage to leave the relationship, I, I had that realization that I had ignored my gut and um, I should have acted on it sooner. I wouldn't have wasted a whole year of time pursuing this relationship that wasn't the right one for me. Yeah, that that is a great example. And I'm sure most of the folks listening can relate to a time when they felt like they stayed in something too long, whether it was a job or a romantic relationship or whatever it was. And the only real way we have that feeling is when we recognize, I didn't follow my instinct. Otherwise, if you didn't have anything telling you that was not the path to take, you wouldn't regret that you stayed on it. So what a great example that is. So let's flip this around. I'd love for you to take us to a moment in time when you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story. Uh, I would, I'll relate back to my current rela- relationship. In the beginning, I was really, um, I was scared, and um, my partner had shared some things with me um, that made me afraid that he might not be the right person for me, um, but it was really just 
um, him sharing stuff that's human about him. And, um, you know, for us to be able to have some compassion for each other and say, yeah, we both have our baggage. Here it is. Um, I checked in with my yes or my no very clearly. And I continue to check in with it almost daily because I, made an agreement with myself that I would never ignore my yes again. And as a matter of fact, just this morning, had that conversation with my partner about, um, you know, that it feels right. My gut is telling me that this is right. And I know crystal clear inside of me that I have no doubt that at least right now in this moment that I'm doing the right thing. And that feels good to me to be able to have that confident feeling of trusting myself and then acting on it. Thank you for bringing that up because I, I, that's one of the ultimate results of following your yes is it enhances your confidence and you can build on that because as you do follow one yes, it leads you to another yes and you start to go, oh, this is what yeses are like and it's kind of like stepping into the flow. So that was such a great example of, of the end result, so to speak, at least the momentary result you're having of, it felt amazing to go, yeah, I'm definitely in the right place. Right, Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Shelley, for, for sharing this with us. You're welcome. Thank you for bringing this out to the world. We all need to hear this. So I appreciate your, your insights, Ken. My pleasure. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.